Um, I was having coffee with like every friend possible. So I was like, oh, cool. We're talking about a lot of random shit. And that's essentially what everyone needs every once in a while. So I was like, fuck it. Just start recording it. So I did that with, do you remember Jack Edwards? Yes. Yeah. I did like one of my first episodes with him. And we basically just sat down and chatted about films for an hour. And then I just kind of rolled on. And now I just do it. It's like compulsion now. <laughs> cool. I don't really have a choice. <laughs> How do you seem to find that? My friend broke up with his girlfriend not that long ago. Yeah. A few months ago. And I literally said to him, I was like, we're going to have to do something else other than keep going to Starbucks for coffee. He was like, why? I was like, because I'm going to be fucking skint soon. I was like, I have no more money. I was like, all you want to seem to want to do nowadays is go, go for a coffee after work and catch up. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I was like, I could, I could come to your house. He's like, oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. He's like, why? You, I was like, because this latte's costing me like £3.80 a time. <laughs> and look, I knew that. And things aren't going great. <laughs> but things aren't going great. My girlfriend will kick me out because yeah, I'll have no yeah. money left because I've spent it all on You're spending like 50 quid a month on coffee. That's where you're <laughs> yeah. like, ah, so maybe, maybe just, I need to draw back. <laughs> just, just cheer up, please. <laughs> just, just filter coffees. <laughs> there was a stage where I used to meet my friend Dave because we were gonna we were attempting to write a book together. And we kind of got to that point of, yeah, we'll meet at Starbucks because he didn't live in Lincoln. So we'll meet at Starbucks every single time. And I just started getting filled with coffee. It's because I was yeah. like, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, oh, not latte, please. And after the fourth time, I'm like, I'm literally like 15, 20 quid deep here yeah. in coffees. Yeah. Yeah. I love there's, a. There's nowhere around it. I love a filter coffee, please. Yeah. I love, yeah. A, I love a water. <laughs> oh, wait, that's three pounds as well? Oh, damn, Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll just have a muffin then. Eight pack. Oh, okay, no, no. Sugar that. Thank you. Milk there if you want it. It's literally just black coffee. Just black coffee. I even went out and bought sugar because I was like, I don't know if Brett wants sugar. Just black coffee. I might, I might put one in. I've been to the gym, so I'm a little bit. You and your gym, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should, we should kick off. Anyway, we'll get around to topics either way. So we'll introduce you to begin with. So to uh, anyone listening, I've got Brett Miles with me. Hello. Um, I tried to remember your wrestling name there, and I couldn't. Uh, Magic Myers. Magic Myers. It and is. it's such a simple one as well. It is. Like, <laughs> it's a little pun on Magic Mike, you know. I'll ask you the the initial question, which I ask most guests, is how long have we known each other, bro? Oh, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to think. When did we work at HMV? When was this? It's, like, it's got to be five years ago. Five. Yeah, something five, six years, something like that. It's got to be like, yeah, it'd be six years because I worked there twice. That's a long time now. You did. You yeah. came back. Because I was like, I need a job. And they were like, yeah, we'll have you back. And yeah. I'm like, like, should we get Graham back? I was like, yes. That's why we've had like 25 temps and he's the only one of any use. So, yeah. I mean, I appreciate that. Especially having been unemployed and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, because my, my timing was not fantastic with HMV. Because it was like, I came and then HMV went into administration. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't solely blame you for it, but... You know, I mean, I had a good year. Putting two and two together. Amount of like extra items I sold that year. <laughs> two, two and two together. I'm just saying that you know everything was going great. Then we Keep hired you. Back, then we hired you, and then administration kicked in. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that it's Graham yeah. that's sent this company into liquidation, but but. And then I mean, you left, and they came out of administration. So, but I did go back afterwards. <laughs> And they've survived the, since then. To test the water. Yeah. Like, we need to see if this I is... just I go into businesses and prove how unstable they are. <laughs> that was that, I can't believe that was six years ago. Yeah, six years ago. It was a long ass time. It was a good it was a good time. It I enjoyed time. I enjoyed HMV. I say, yeah, I was saying earlier, like literally the last few weeks just ran into various people from HMV or seeing them about in town and just being like, Oh shit, yeah. I know that person. Still going strong. Still go past it every day. Near enough. <laughs> it's a sad moment when you go into H and V at Christmas and there is temps on, and they're not doing that well. <laughs> just like, and you're like this isn't that hard, guys. <laughs> like, I um, have been there. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend's younger sister was looking for a job, and they were they had temps at H and V, and she's literally just worked there right. this last Christmas. And she was like, um, oh, "I need a job." I was like, "I have a look if H and V taking on." And he did. 
And I was like, apply for it, apply for it, apply for it, get get in there, It'll, you'll really enjoy it. Yeah. And she got there, and then every day I was just barraging it with text and messages, just like, how many, how many pure cards have you sold? How much have you done? Are you doing your upselling properly? How many two ninety nine CDs have you sold? She was like, yeah, I'm doing okay. I was like, do better. Whatever you doing, do it better. <laughs> I've gotten you this. Yeah, <laughs> you need it to used, to be, um, used to be manic at Christmas, I remember. Yeah, I, I distinctly remember just shouting quite a bit. But customers, because you can't hear anything. I remember I first started as a temp. It was like, how long were you there? Because like when we started, it seemed like you'd been there a while. Two, two, yeah. three years, or something along those lines. You were like one of the I few think it was. Uh, yeah, well, I started as a Christmas temp. That was the job I got, Christmas temp, and then I just literally stayed on. Yeah. From there, they kept me on. But when I was Christmas temping, it was, does anybody want any extra hours? I was like, yeah, of course. And I was doing like eight till eight every day. <laughs> <laughs> when they were like, "Oh yeah, we need you to do, uh, you to do this," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine." So we need you to work all day and then work like, next day. Yeah, that's fine. Don't don't worry about it. Yeah, it's I'm like broke. Twenty two, twenty three, just pure retail warrior. Just eight, just eight till eight, and going home to eat, sleep, and then just go back. Do it again. Fifty percent discount. Yeah, Christmas sorted. There you go. <laughs> all the time. Merry Christmas, know. Dad. What have you got me? Blu-ray player. <laughs> what? You're going next year. Blu-rays. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, this is this your birthday sorted. Now I've got your Blu-ray player for Christmas. Expect Blu-rays for your birthday. Every year. That's a good thing to do. Always buy somebody something for Christmas or birthday that you can then set up extra items that you have to buy because then you can get them later on. It's like buying someone a hobby. Like, oh, I'll get you some knitting stuff. Yeah, So maybe. now I just buy you knitting stuff for the rest of your life. There you go. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm getting to that point with family and buying gifts, like with Christmas on the horizon, where I, I just don't know what to buy. And I feel like I've been doing this 28 years now. Just like, <laughs> I think like the Pandora have got the best idea ever. I, I hate jewelry though. But they have they have the best idea. It's like right, Merry Christmas. Here's a bracelet with one charm. And then from every birthday and Christmas from there out, you can just fill that bracelet. Oh, I got you another charm. Here you go. Just- Here's another charm. Here's this one that means to me. Hello, friend. Here's another charm. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, the jewellery industry is one of the, where I'm just like, no. I can't get on board with it. It could be because I'm super cheap. I really, I really like jewellery. Really? Yeah, I, I like why? it. Anyone why? At the moment, like, why I, do you I just do. I like earrings. I like rings. I like I mean, I've got a no problem with wearing but... it. i just got the problem with the cost. Oh, absolutely. I, I genuinely... <laughs> We'll buy like a, a one piece a year. <laughs> just like here we go, <laughs> time to treat myself. It's the same with clothes though. Like I'm like, if I can get it for a fiver, why would I pay a tenner? I um. And I think that pretty much expunges throughout my entire life of everything. <laughs> I have got the trick if I've only got one ear pierced as well. The other one's a stretcher. Yeah. So I'll buy some earrings and I'll buy two, and eventually I'll wear one until I either yeah. lose it or it breaks, and I'll just get the other one out. <laughs> There you go. I mean, I, I used to have a stud in this one. And essentially my ears corrode jewellery. I don't really know how, how it does it. And I've not bought, like, I've, bought, I've tried, like, pure silver, like, stone silver, I've tried gold, and every single one, I, like, I put it in, a few months down the line, take it out and just be tarnished. And like, I do not know what's in my blood. <laughs> but I'm doing this. <laughs> but I'm doing this. The only one which has survived is this one, which is, like, stainless steel. And I used to have, like, a black line one. Yeah. But my god, this one's it's just pure iron ore. <laughs> that I've just jumped in. Just it's plastic now. Got to see if it's just gonna break at some point. But yeah, it's been six, about five, six years, I think. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm pushing like thirty now. I was about to say, I think it was about twenty, twenty-two, twenty-three. I'm twenty-nine now, 29. so it's like twenty-two, twenty-three. I've just gone. So just gone. Yeah, yeah, I'll be, I'll be thirty in February. So. I'll let you know what it's like when I get there. <laughs> Everyone's terrified of 30, though. I'm, I'm okay. I feel like I'm waiting for 40. I feel like I get... I mean, I've been an old man since I was 12. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I can now use it more of an excuse. I've just been uh, so so miserable and mardy my entire <laughs> life. I, I'm sure I came out, my mother birthed me and I was mardy as I came out. Mardy and miserable, but now as I get towards sort of 30 and yeah. older, I can now blame it on my age, and people slightly start to understand. 
I mean, I oh, you just turned into a cranky old man. My, yeah, I mean, I was pissed off on Marty at 16, but that's fine. I can now take it. I'm, I'm nearly 13. I'm just going to have a, a quick panning moment that I haven't done. Do it every so often. Just go, oh shit, are we recording? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for that. Oh, we're not recording. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like 30 is a barrier, but I don't feel like it's the barrier it used to be. Like, see, like, remember when we were kids and you used to watch Friends and you were like, they're all nearly 30. I have a thing about this. I re- okay. <laughs> I re. Obviously, Friends is always on. I say I re watched it. That's, I didn't. It's just always on. Well, it's not anymore. And there was an episode. I can't remember. I'm sure, like, Comedy Central or somebody still plays it. Okay. I saw an episode not long ago. I don't have TV. So and it was literally the one, uh, I think it's where either Rachel or Jerry or somebody's turning 30. Right, and I was yeah. like, oh, I've seen this episode many, many times, loads of times. That's something I thought, but I've never really looked and clearly gone, I tell you what, neither of these two are anywhere near the actual age that they are. I was <laughs> like, I've never noticed that, yeah. you know, Matt LeBlanc's like, oh, no, I'm turning 30. I was like... No. When you shot this, you, you're literally about 40 years it is. I was like, yeah, that's... It's like, have you ever seen um, Eight Simple Rules to Dating My Teenage Daughter? Mm. And the red hair daughter in that. She's like 30. Seriously? When filming that. Ah, and yeah, she's playing yeah. like a 16-year-old 16, 16, yeah. girl. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But I, was, I, like, like, I, I really enjoyed that show. And then the... Really? I I enjoyed it, and then he played um, JD's dad in Scrubs as well. Yeah, he died. the actor, and yeah, unfortunately he passed away. And they just kept going. Eight Simple Rules kept going, but it went really dark. Really? Yeah, just like obviously every time that it went to it, th- it they... wasn't part of the like it's not it's not as much but then... fun as entertaining when it went to part of the story when they remember their dad. I'm like, because he's actually died. Didn't they bring in, like, Dave Spade or something? Yes. To, like, replace the... it. Well, I mean, where else would you go? <laughs> How are you going to go dark with Dave Spade? I don't get that. Oh, no. Unfortunately, he's passed away. Who should bring in? Well, David Spade's probably, you know... It's the only suitable replacement for a dramatic comedian who, you know... Oh, I mean, I'm five foot five and I've got long hair and a dodgy beard, so... <laughs> I have got the David Spade going on at the moment. I, I mean... I think you have slightly more presence than David Spade. <laughs> it just reminds me of somebody who's really into like kid rock or something, and just that's what he wants to be. Yeah, he's great. I, I can see he that. must be like fifty or something now. He's got to be. I think I can't remember what show I was watching, and like, uh, what's his name? Like Andy Dick appeared. Yeah, and I was like, Andy Dick's got to be pushing sixty now. I'd say so because he was like he was an adult when I was a kid. <laughs> And yeah, that's disturbing. It's like Adam Sandler. Mm. Like, I think of Addy Sand- Adam Sandler. Addy Sandler. Like Adam Addy, Addy. You it's just my buddy Addy. My, my buddy Addy. <laughs> that's fantastic. I'm, I'm calling him Addy Sandler. Addy Sandler. Now, from like, now on. I think of him. I think of Happy Gilmore. And mm. like, so he's like, you know, 20, 30 old in that. And then I think of that. And then I see him in something. Like, yeah, he's not. He's like, he's got to be 50 now. Yeah, I just. That's disturbing. Like, I don't think it's till you stop and sort of think about it. That it, I don't know whether it's disturbing. I don't know. I never. I've never worried. I don't think I've ever worried about getting old. No. I feel better now at twenty nine than I did at nineteen. I think. Yeah. yeah. I feel a much more whole person. Like, and, uh, like when you're younger, like nineteen, you're still learning. You're still thinking. Obviously, yeah. you still are now. But I like how everyone goes through their teens and they think it's a big dramatic change. Getting to like twenty. Like this is going to be huge, you know, everything's changed, I'll have everything set by I'm 20. And then you go through your 20s, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> you just, I seem to hit, like, 25, and I was just like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> like, cool, yeah, like, oh, oh my god, I'm getting, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, when you turn, like, 20, 21, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm still young, still do. I hit, like, 25, and I was like, yeah, seriously, I should sort my life out. <laughs> like, what, what, what am I doing? It's this quarter-life crisis, which is, com- is completely real. Like, I, I ignore anyone who's like, no, it doesn't exist. Like, it's completely yeah, a thing. Yeah, I... I don't know anyone my age who hasn't gone through it. I think it, at 20, sort of 25, 26 is, yeah. is when I, I put a lot of weight on. And I sort of got to that... I'd say especially around, like, 26, I'd say. That I, I felt like I'd... I was getting a little older. Yeah. And more sort of comfortable and... You know, that... Not that time had gone, but I was sort of like, oh my god, I'm not like a 
Not spry anymore. Yeah, like I'm not a, a, a young guy at uni or, or college or whatever going out anymore. Like I'm, I'm going to go a job and, and this and that. And I really did just not do a lot. I just yeah. went to work and ate crap and every so often I'd go out and drink beer and sort of like, oh, this is my life now. Yeah. And I did that for... It's not like a year, maybe. And then I was... That's that's when I had an issue with sort of depression and stuff, I think. Yeah. But that wasn't just getting old. That was... I, I just... I think I'd accepted that, you know... Oh, there's nothing more to life now. Just... You know, I've had... Just rolled over. Had my youth, yeah. yeah. Let's let's just work. I'll just do whatever. And I was like, oh my God. Because I have a theory on this. Which is like... So... Because the quality life crisis thing is, is fairly new in terms of like a phenomenon. And like the only reason we're having quality life crises is because we're not having kids when we're young. So like our parents who have the midlife crises, they all go out in their 20s, had kids by the time like 25. Yeah, my, so, uh, yeah, my, I think my, my dad did. My dad had yeah. like two kids by like, like 20, 20. Well, that's what like scares me about like yeah. 29, 30. Because I'm like, my dad was that age when he had me. And I'm like, that's insane because I couldn't imagine having a child. No, at all. That's like that's actually terrifying. I've only learned. I've only just recently learned in the last sort of year or so to to fully take care of myself. So I, I don't think bringing a child. I still struggle to like yeah. ensure. I'm like, oh my god, I'm for the cat. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, if I can, I don't. I don't feel like bringing a, another human into this world when I'm struggling yeah. to remember to feed the cat. That that would be fair. Yeah. But it's like, they had those in like the twenties, so they didn't have time to kind of get introspective. No, you just have to. It's like no, you've got kids, so you just you you go you work, sort of, you work to provide for your kid. You, you go sort of just this. have to step up, don't you? Like, and then you kill yourself for forty. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's, that's and like, that's, uh, that is the pattern of life. There you go. <laughs> and, like, and so for us, it's like no, no one's having kids anymore. Everyone waits. Yeah, I suppose. Well, not everyone waits. I feel like it's better if you wait. I feel like people who've had kids later in life, generally those kids turn out a bit better. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a fuck up, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, you don't meet many like 16 year old parent children who are who are top of the class in terms of the world. Not that I'm trashing on anyone. It's like <laughs> teenage parents. Or anything like that. <laughs> if anyone is, I apologise. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a. Obviously, now that we're the sort of we're at, yeah. a lot of people I know, my friends, etc., they are like getting married or having kids and stuff like that, which is, you know, it's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's fine. People do what they want. To do. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think, my, especially like you said, my mum and dad. I think they were younger. Yeah. I think back then people are a lot doing a lot more. A lot more for them for themselves. I, th- I think people. I think I think a lot of people are a lot more singularly career focused now as well. Yeah, I think I think that's like that's the thing which kind of gets people down quite a bit. Or like I talked to quite a few people about is like depression sits in your twenties because you're like I don't know what I want to do. Or like I've been aiming at something and I haven't achieved it yet. Why haven't I achieved it yet? And that kind of like yeah. drags them down. I was like, purely lost. I yeah. think. I, I I mean I was in a sort of three year relationship yeah and it, it I had a, an idea a sort of plan that yeah. you know I was going to move in and we'd work and then we'd go from there etc cetera, etc cetera. and that you know relationships break up and etc and it did and I just kind of moved back home and I was living with mum and dad and like I said I was like twenty six years old or whatever I was yeah. twenty twenty five twenty six and that had happened and I'd just come from having an idea of exactly what I was doing with my life at 25, 26, yeah. to living with my mum and dad, having no idea what I'm doing. And it was that, oh my God, like, yeah. I've spent three years trying to build something and now I'm just back to square one again, like it's gone, what do I do? And then I generally went through that period of just <clears throat> working yeah. and not really doing anything. Sort of just plodding along, a little bit lost, sort of like, oh, well, I knew what I wanted to do and I don't know what I want to do now. Yeah. And I went like that for a while. And then, I don't really know, I just sort of... I had good people around me, um, like my family, my friends, my girlfriend now, 
who was my friend. Um, and I just sort of realised that, you know, 26, like 27 or whatever, like, yeah. sort yourself out. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's, there's so much to do and so much yeah. out there and I can do whatever I want to do. I still don't know really what I majorly want to do now, but I'm not going to sit and sweat about it. No. You, know? you, you, you kind of get to a level of, all right, well, I will do something about it. Yeah. And I mean, not, I, I'm comfortable. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy my job. My life's good. I, I I like my life. It's good. And if you know, I get more, and my wrestling goes where I want it to go. That's awesome. If it doesn't, I'm sure I'll do something else. I think a lot of people, like you said, like in the the whole quarter life crisis thing. I think people panic yeah. and go, "Oh my god!" At 18, people. I think people when they're younger, they always have that thing of oh, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, but I've got time to do it. Yeah. And then before they know it, that time when they should have done it is already upon them, and they haven't done it. And that's when they go, oh, my God. But I definitely think when you when you start to notice health changes because of your age, that whole kind of mortality syndrome <laughs> kicks in. <laughs> of like, you, you know, you're 22, 23, and you're like, wake up one morning, and you're like, why's my arm hurt? That's never done that before. Like, yeah. And it doesn't go away for like a week. And you're like, all right, that was weird. And then you're like, it's the cl- classic, one day you'll pull you back and your back will never be quite right again. That's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, this shouldn't be a thing. And then you, you talk to your parents and you're like, yeah, that's a thing. Like, it's pretty much oh. downhill from that point. <laughs> yeah. I went, I was uh, training at wrestling the other day and uh, I think my friend Wayne was saying about it. And he was like, God, you're taking a while to warm up. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, it's cool. <laughs> at 18, 19, I could have thrown myself into this. I need a little time to sort of get the judge. My knee's the worst. I was yeah. like, I just need to get them. Oh, I'm off a little just, bit. Yeah. Get them moving because if I don't, like, I have to. Yeah. I do have to take into consideration now that. Not, not as spry as you used to. I have to look after my body a little bit more, especially with what I do now. I do want to talk about your wrestling. Because mm. obviously you've started doing that since, since I last saw you. Absolutely, yeah. I've been doing it coming towards sort of two years now I was trying to figure out how to classify okay because I was like okay so there's people who I'd consider amateur wrestlers yeah which I'd be like is backyard wrestling people who record themselves do backyard wrestling that's amateur wrestling yeah I was like but I can't consider you pro because you're not like working for a major conglomerate who owns everything and I was like, so is, does that make you semi-pro? I, I would class myself as a semi-professional wrestler for, okay. the, for the pure fact of I still work Yeah. Uh, as, a, as a job. But you want to get paid for wrestling? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do generally get uh, paid for when uh, I do wrestle. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't class myself personally uh, professional until I, I don't even know if the day would ever come when I quit my job and I would literally earn a living from going out yeah. and continually wrestling. I'd, I'd, I'd say that was professional. Okay. Like, I'd take it if sort of, same as if somebody was playing football on a Saturday yeah. and they played football but they worked within the week. I think you'd class them as a... Semi-pro. If they were playing for a, a half-decent team or whatever, you'd yeah. consider them a semi-professional footballer. Because that's, that's the strange thing about wrestling. Like, you don't really have a team. You're like a solo... It's like being a tennis player. Like... It's, you know, it's you are you're out for your you're own. an independent <laughs> person. You are an independent wrestler, and yeah. it's to build. It's a weird thing being a wrestler. I when I got into it, I, I didn't really. How did you get into it? Like, how did you fall into wrestling? Like I know you started like working out and stuff, but I don't know if that was because of the wrestling or like you were doing that. More, and you, like, I, the I I started. I was going to the gym, but I didn't really have any direction with it. Yeah, um, I was just sort of going. And I was like, you know, this'll this'll be fine. I'll just go, I'll do some running, I'll do some bits, I'll get a little bit fitter. Yeah. Just because I put on weight, I was literally I was at like like thirteen stone. Yeah. Which for a lot of people's like, oh it's not I'm five foot five. I'm not very tall. Yeah, so I mean, I'm like six two, but I'm sixteen stone. So yeah, like, it, yeah, it sort of <laughs> goes outwards because I can't there's nothing to put there's nothing to put yeah. it in. Um, so I used to, I used to go uh, I go running and, and do little bits. Yeah. Um, I think anybody who goes to the gym just for the sake of going to the gym, I, I impresses me. Right. Because I liked going. I enjoyed going. It was it was it was good. It was all right. 
but I always felt like there was something I needed behind it for a reason to go. Yeah. Something as a as a sort of higher goal for the reason I'm going. Yeah. And I used to play football uh, a lot and played at uni. Uh, and then I came back and I played on Sundays and I hated it. It was just generally, it is just hungover or still possibly drunk. Older men just kicking you to pieces and the level's crap. And yeah. I just fell out of love with it. So I stopped and obviously they were the weight and everything and then I was like right I want to get back into it so I said to my girlfriend um, I'm thinking about maybe doing boxing or like cage fighting like UFC and stuff I I, I like boxing uh, boxing fan I like UFC cage fighting and stuff I like watching it I said what do you think and she just said I, I'm, it's up to you but I can't support you because I wouldn't want to come and watch you get punched in the face and I was that's like, fair. I can, yeah, that's, that's fair. A reasonable like, I, was reaction like, I will, to I, w- yeah. I would punch people in the face. And she was like, I, I, no doubt that you might be okay at it. She was like, but you are going to get punched and yeah. beat up, and like, I, I can't really come and support that. And yeah. she was like, you've also got to think about, you know, you, you have a job, and if you do get Hurt. seriously beat, or like my face gets mangled, I've got to turn up for work the next day, um, which takes nothing away from uh, obviously wrestling. But she said to me, you know, you, you watch wrestling, you like wrestling. And I was like, oh, I'm one of these people that I, I, I used to watch it all the time when I was younger. Yeah. And then flick a little bits that I'd watched as I got a little bit older. And then it turned, I always felt like it turned into a little bit of a sort of taboo thing. Like, Let's, people stopped watching wrestling after a certain yeah. age. Like, I, I, so I did a podcast with uh, two friends, Sean and Nathan. <clears throat> I don't watch wrestling. I did when I was a kid. WCW was like my jam. That was the main thing my brother did. We that was like our thing, and then we moved on to WWF. It was like this is you know this is good. My brother kept watching, like he watches like TNA and all that kind of jazz. Now I just kind of dropped off. It was just something which didn't interest me. And then I went to Sean's for WrestleMania. We did the podcast directly after WrestleMania, and I was like, "Cool, explain to me what happened tonight." Because they were both absolutely shook up by the night. They were like, "I've, I've been absolutely turned." Like. I've been they've, they've done they've pulled a trick on me and I don't like it and I'm like I just don't understand it anymore like I'm watching it and it's like I, I don't know it's, I'm not invested in it so it's like did you just keep invested like or did you just no, pick it up I, one day I, I and you were like of, oh you know what I need to know about these people <laughs> I sort of just I used to watch like back when it was WCW uh, yeah. I, I didn't watch WCW as much I used to watch WWF my friend uh, I lived with my mum and dad's and my friend down the road Dan um, his mum and dad had Sky and I never had it so I used to go and watch uh, sort of Raw and stuff yeah. and, and we'd go around and me and him would watch it together we'd love it and be like yeah, yeah blah blah and then as I got older I sort of just stopped watching it as much yeah I felt it sounds oh, not horrible ridiculous like I grew out of it I think people. I think, I think a lot. Do, there's a lot of people that I know who ask me about the wrestling and go blah blah, blah and they say stuff like, "Oh, do you ever do you ever stun anybody? Do you ever get anybody a people's elbow or rock bottom?" I'm like, "Cause that's what they remember watching." Yeah. So did I. Yeah. And then I used to sort of see bits and bobs still on telly. When obviously when I moved in and my yeah. place and I've got Sky, or whatever. There's bits and bobs on telly, and I, I used to watch a little bit, and I was like, oh. "I still like it. Like I still used to watch it." But when she used to come in, I used to turn it off. Right. Like watch okay. something else. And I used like to a little sort of dirty little secret. Keep a little <laughs> secret that I used to watch wrestling. Uh and she was just like, Look, I know you do, so why don't you try wrestling? Yeah. And I was like, Don't be ridiculous. I was like, No nobody can nobody's a wrestler. I was like, it's just you just watch it, don't you? You know, I'm not my kid, I can't dream of being a wrestler anymore. Yeah. I was like, We live in Lincoln. This is stupid. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. She was like, Why don't you just have a look? Just Google it. I was like, Do you know what? I will. This to prove a point. <laughs> Sat there, got my phone, Googled it, and Fight Factory Wrestling came up. Yeah. And straight away I was like, Fuck. <laughs> I was like, Oh. She was like, Is there anything? I was like, um, It's kind of like you've been proven hmm. wrong, so you had to do it. <laughs> uh, uh, I was like, Yeah, there's a place called Fight Factory Wrestling. She's like, Where is it? I was like, It's like six minutes down the road. She's like, Are You serious? I was like, Yeah. She was like, you're going, aren't you? I was like, yeah, I'm going on Monday. <laughs> so I, I literally messaged uh, Hayden, yeah. uh, who runs it, and I, I just said, uh, I'm going to come down on Monday if that's all right for a training session. Is that okay? And he was like, yeah, absolutely, of course. And I went down. It used to be, um, I can't remember what the actual road's called, uh, near the, uh, is it Linden Bridge? Oh, yeah. When the old scrapyard is and stuff. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, an yeah. actual uh, fight factory. Guy called Sean runs the place there. They do 
sort of cage fighting and karate and stuff like that and boxing we used to train there in a boxing ring right um, and that sucked yeah yeah boxing rings aren't built for wrestling <laughs> Well, yeah, I, 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 like, I don't know. In a way, I kind of get that. Like in my head, I'm like, yeah, there's got to be a difference. But at the same time, I'm like, it's just a ring. <laughs> so we used <laughs> to go and we used to train there, and I, I went Mondays was was all I did, and then Thursdays in advanced class. I'd only been there a few weeks. I was like, look, you're picking it up really well. Do you want to come on Thursdays? So I started doing Monday Thursdays, and I just did it for. I just kept doing it. Yeah. I'm just doing it and doing it, and doing it. I got more and more invested in it. And I just loved it. Yeah. It was just great, and she could support me with it. Um, I mean, it's you know, it's still dangerous. I get, I've been injured. I've uh, not long been back from a fractured collarbone. Um, yeah. You do pick up injuries, black eyes, nose. I've, I've had a broken nose not long ago. You do, but she could support me more with it, with something like that. So that's how I got into it. I kept doing it, and Fight Factory have moved to. Uh, opposite Panels Garden Centre now, where the B&W garage is. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have uh-huh. a unit behind there with a, a full wrestling ring and a gym, and we do Monday, Thursdays, and Saturdays now. Yeah. And there's loads of people that come down all the time. There's, honestly, there's like 30, 40 students that just yeah. turn up. So it's, it's since I've even been there, that place has expanded. And it's it's nice that, like you said, I'm an independent wrestler, but that is where I learned to wrestle. Yeah. And it's sort of like a little family, and it's great. And the new people that come in, you can sort of teach them what you know, and mm-hmm. you're, I'm always learning. So that's, that's how I got into it, and I've just... It's just taken off. It's yeah. been an absolute roller coaster. It's been insane. I've yeah. been, like I said, nearly two years now, and I've been on the same shows as uh, people like Magnus, who was in TNA, Bram, who was uh, signed to WWE and in TNA. These sort of people that you you know yeah that you meet and you shake the hands and they talk to you and they just talk to you about you know everyday life yeah and you're like um like a, like <laughs> even a half ago i was just, i'd never even wrestled before in my entire life now yeah. i'm wrestling you this is, this is insane yeah this is this is crazy yeah it's been like it's been weird to kind of watch from the outside in a way because like like you see like it's been a couple of years and like <clears throat> see we met like five years ago and then basically haven't spoken since then like I think we might see each other once or twice yeah probably and then like we just he's just started popping up on your Facebook feed and I'm just like that's like a wrestler now because it was like the first one I've like, seen was like you were in the ring you were like full on it was like an actual show so it's like there was no training period between you doing nothing and you being and in the ring as a wrestler like, out, yeah when did Brett become a wrestler <laughs> like, I think a lot like, of people get that like wow but I I have like I said, there's a lot of sort of old friends and and people that I used to know that that do message me now, yeah. and they're just like, "When's your next show? I'm gonna come watch, gonna come down," and yeah, it's just sort of it's been a weird one. Do you think it's helped, like with like your life outside of us? Oh, hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah, major, major, majorly, uh, health wise and fitness wise, definitely. Because yeah. like I said, there's a reason. I like going to the gym, but the reason I go to the gym now is for wrestling. Yeah. Keep myself fit, keep myself, you know, looking as good as I can and looking better. Because at the end of the day, the people are paying. They are paying customers to come and see a product. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought of it as you want to see the best. If you're paying money, you want to see a good product. If you, uh, I think uh, a guy called Nathan Cruz said it once that if you go to the cinema and you're watching Batman vs Superman and you pay your money and you sit down and Batman comes out and he's just some fat overweight guy and yeah. Superman's again just some skinny guy in a Superman suit you're sort of like oh yeah, really isn't care. right yeah. but if old Henry comes out and he's absolutely stacked up and chiselled <laughs> and Ben Affleck comes out and he's absolutely massive yeah. you're like I can yeah. I can sort of quell my belief and just get lost in it yeah it helps with the whole thing yeah I think if somebody says alright I'm going to watch the wrestling and I'm paying my money and you see somebody and they look like a wrestler you can then lose yourself a little bit more in it sort of believable you go this guy's a wrestler cool blah 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 that's another crazy one when shows are finished and people have come up and they they want photos and can you sign this and can you do this I'm just like (laughs) you entertained us for like (laughs) I'm just the I'm like I said, I'm just the guy who works at the 
shop on the high street. I'm just I'm the guy that was a. You ever H- had that? I'm the like guy you that was just a, been in the shop, and then someone comes in. It's like yeah, oh, shit. I have had it before. I have it, I've had it in Aldi. Really? As well, um, Asda, I've had it. Where people come, like, oh, Magic Myers, how are you? I had it in. I'm not gonna lie. I had it in uh, the Lion and Snake. Yeah. Not that long ago. Uh, and I was out for my friend's birthday. I was literally just waiting for a, a beer, and I was like, oh, "I'll get you a, I'll get you a beer." Waiting, and I just heard this Magic Myers, and I turned around, and it was just uh, a lady and a husband. Up. Yeah. And, and no, I was like, "Hi, hi, you're all right." And they were like, "We came to watch you the wrestling. Our kids love you. We're okay to get a photo." And I'm like, yeah, sure, guys. Of course, absolutely, of course. And you take a photo and walk off. My friend was like, that's surreal, isn't it? I was like, yeah, I'm still... Still not used to it. At all. Like, I'm just... I'm just that guy you worked with at HMV six years ago. Yeah. I, I've... I don't really... Do you think it's something you'd ever get comfortable with? I don't know. Because, I, like, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, I mean, obviously, I do, like, my art stuff. But as much as I like my art stuff to, like, take off, the idea of being approached in the street terrifies me. <laughs> I like, so okay with that. I really like your work. I'm like, great. Don't really know what I, to I, do right now. <laughs> I, I like it because it's nice because it means I'm doing something right. Yes. People recognize me and they know and they go, oh, my kids are a little... I'm like, cool, I must be doing something right yeah. because that's awesome. But like I said, there's been no point through the last two years where I've ever really grown an ego or anything like that where I've stood and gone, oh, my God, you know, these people go... Still love it. I'm, I, yeah. I try to be humble. I'm just, I'm just a guy. I just like wrestling. I just want to wrestle, and I'm just a guy. I, you know, like I said, that worked at HMV six years ago. I just, it's just me. When people are like, "Hey," I'm like, I have to remember a little bit that they kind of want that wrestler. Yeah. Rather than just <clears throat> me going, "Hey, guys, they, they, they want Brett. They want magic." Yeah, exactly. So I have to sort of turn on a little bit, and I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, of course you can, guys. Here you go. Here's your photo. Don't you worry about. It. I'll see you soon." And then we walk off. I'm like, "Oh my god, just I'm <laughs> <laughs> just get my get my pint of ale and just sip it it's like there we go oh dear oh dear that's fantastic but then. yeah that's that's how it happened and it's yeah. still just continuing I've got a show on Sunday nice at NK uh, so that's going to be what's the, what's the biggest show you've played like, uh, we do Engine Shed <coughs> yeah uh, which is awesome Again, majorly surreal. Yeah, I can imagine. Really, really surreal. Uh, I remember the first time we did Engine Shed. And you, I've been there before for gigs and stuff, and I've watched um, John Richardson mm-hmm. uh, at the Engine Shed, a few com- uh, comedy things, and, you know, you just go, blah, blah. And then it was like, oh, we're doing an Engine Shed show, uh, and we want we want you on it. Like, you're going to be on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, that's, okay, 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 that's fine. Like that's it. And you get there, and you sort of got my bags and everything with my stuff in, and you get there, and you go upstairs, and there was just like this thing that said uh, Big Nasty that had been there playing like two days ago. Right. And I was like, cool, he's he's just been in this sort of, yeah. this is his dressing room. Well, not anymore, mate. <laughs> it's mine now. <laughs> and you sort of just put your bags down like, ah, what am I doing here? <laughs> sort of thing. And especially when... Uh, at the engine shed, you you come from like the, there's an upstairs bit yeah. where you well the change and everything is, and then you come down the stairs to the stage, and you go out, and that walk still still gets me. Yeah. The walk from the top of the stairs <clears throat> down, and then your music hits, and then you go down the ramp, and there's everybody sat there in the engine shed. It's like a proper yeah. little arena, and you just like I still walk down and look around. I'm like <laughs> from the guy just learning to wrestle in a boxing ring to. No, you- performing be here is yeah. crazy do you ever one of those moments like i always wonder with like musicians because <clears throat> like, the thing which always gets me with musicians like they do a live show and you never see them like cough or sneeze or anything and I'm, like because that's a humanizing thing and they're on stage they can't really do it and I'm, like i often wonder whether they just have moments mid-song where they're like the fuck am i doing <laughs> and i'm like that's gotta be the same like so like, you like get slapped around in the ring hit on the ground and you'd be like hang on a minute like this isn't this isn't everyday life. <laughs> yeah. I, I sort of... Or do you just like completely focus on what Yeah, you're doing? I try to just lose myself. It's it's a switch. As soon as you go through sort of that curtain, yeah. you have to just switch. You just switch it on and you've got to be that... You know, the the normal guy has to go. Yeah. And that 10 levels has to come out to be that magic Myers. Brett's got to stay in the back. Magic yeah. Myers has got to come out and you've got to be that big thing. And you go out there and do what you do and you have fun. and. Yeah. 
you're not really thinking about it. the more you get I, I always find the more I get lost in it yeah the more like everybody else can get lost in it I guess it's <clears throat> in that sense it's kind of the same as acting like, yeah the more you ab- put absolutely role, the, more the more you the more you throw yourself into it the more everybody else like you said is convinced by it and everybody yeah. else can get involved and the crowd can get involved and if, if they believe in you they believe in the product and everything and it's like oh great yeah. and then as soon as you walk back through the curtain you can sort of then go what the fuck just happened <laughs> sort of like wow yeah and you do stay on that I, there's a little cloud I normally stay on a little adrenaline buzz that I stay on for about two or three hours yeah and then I normally at home on my settee when it comes down and I'm like oh my god my back and my legs and my left arm <laughs> Like, yeah, how am I feeling? <clears throat> Absolutely fine. Yeah, feel good. Went really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, love it. And I'm just sat watching some crap TV at night and I'm like, oh my God. She's like, what's up? I'm like, I think I broke my back. <laughs> and my back hurts, my arms hurt. It's, yeah. It's the impending realization. Yeah, you, that just, you just come down from that adrenaline course and you come down and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'm going to make an assumption that, you, that you're a face within wrestling. Uh, are you, not at the moment. Are you not the bad guy. No, really? not at the moment. I am the bad guy at the moment. Uh, I'm here. Yeah. Is that hard to play? Uh, Is that more fun to play? I enjoy. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. Why not? Well, no, that's, uh, in a way, like, because I was, we were on about um, WE and Roman Reigns. Yeah. And that's a point of contention between my other two friends of Roman Reigns and the whole Brock Lesnar and <laughs> all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, why do people hate Roman Reigns? Cause, and they were like, because they've been trying to make him a face forever, and everyone hates Roman Reigns. Oh shit! Don't go. <laughs> and I was just like, so what's what's the point? Because then there's oh, what's the the other guy? Is it Daniel Bryan? Yeah. And like, and Nathan, my friend, loves Daniel Bryan, and I'm like, so why isn't he not like the the main guy? And he's like, I don't know, because Vince McMahon, fuck Vince McMahon. And there's like all this thing, and I'm like, it must be so hard to be Roman Reigns. <laughs> like people physically hate you, and he's trying to be like the good guy in a way and like so that's got that's got to get to you after a while right oh, or is that I, just like something you drive on? i enjoy it yeah oh the opportunity to be a there's dick. nothing but if, if if you're out there to be the bad guy yeah. to sort of be a dick and to get people to be you and somebody generally stands up and they're like magic minds you suck i hate you i'm like in my mind i'm like hey don't <laughs> you say that and i'm like yes yeah that's right you do you hate me I'm like, yes so i've got control of you <laughs> This is exactly how you were meant to feel about me at the time. You know, it's the same. Uh, I, I used it earlier, superheroes and stuff. Yeah. Batman's cool and, and awesome, etc. But he's, you know, he's only cool and awesome, sort of, because he's beating up the Joker or, or doing whatever. Yeah. You don't have a bad guy to bounce off of. The good guy's just a guy that's... Yeah. What's he doing? you got to stop the... The good guy's got to stop the bad guys... So you got to have a bad guy. <laughs> exactly. And the better bad guy you are... The more convincing it is. The, yeah, you're hoping the better the good guy is going to be, and then yeah. then that's where you get your, your sort of level from. But I've 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 done both. But learning... It's just... It's always learning. Learning new things and being... You know? Being a dick to people's... A little bit in my nature, so I was sort of like, I can take... I can, I can do this. It just comes naturally to me. Yeah, best. and yeah. so it's always good. Especially... Um, Obviously, within Fight Factory, yeah. um, doing this and doing that's fine. But if I go out and, like you said, I'm an independent wrestler. If I go out and uh, I go to wrestle somebody yeah, uh, somewhere else, sorry, and I wrestle somebody, and the promoter obviously then tells me what I'm doing, mm-hmm. or you know, I want you to go out and be, you know, I don't care what you've done. You you're a bad guy tonight, and go out and be a a bad guy. I can do it because I've I've done it. Yeah. And so, hopefully, that should make me more appealing for promoters, etc. Do you have like, um, maybe not like an idol for wrestling? Like, do you have someone who's like, you're like, yeah, that that's 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 who who I'm looking to be. You know? Oh, I always I always liked. I still do Chris Jericho. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I watched him when I was younger, and he was athletic. He was quick. He was fast. Yeah. He was small, smaller yeah, than, most than most people, people which. Yeah. Appealed to me, obviously, uh, being a smaller guy, and especially when I was watching WWF, and he got that push, and he became WWF champion. Yeah. When Stone Cold, The Rock, The Undertaker, all these big, big guys were there. Yeah. He won it, 
and he was a smaller guy who used to be more athletic in tights and I was like that's awesome yeah like but I've watched him as he's got older and uh, obviously he's got older and older and he's changed yeah he's he's somehow kept ahead of the game as he's got older yeah which is unbelievable you know when your body won't let you move as you would yeah his personality's got bigger and bigger and bigger and his ideas and the things he does have got bigger and better. So he's always stayed... He's managed to stay relevant for 20-odd years or whatever and I'm yeah. like, oh my God. Like, that's... That's it, you know? Yeah. Doing cool moves and flying around wicked. Yeah. But if you're a flash in the pan and you do it for two or three years and then nobody cares, it's great. Yeah. 20 years down the line and you're still relevant because of how much of a great character yeah. you are then that's that's all of it for me there's a, a lot of wrestling a lot of independent wrestling a lot of young wrestlers like uh, sort of watching YouTube highlight clips and mm. bits and bobs and these guys doing unbelievable sort of moves and all the athletic stuff which is is really cool yeah. and you know I, I I don't mind watching it I, I enjoy some of it but for me somebody telling a story and his ability to yeah. lead you into that where fully grown especially fully grown adults can just dispel their belief for a little bit yeah. and get lost within wrestling I think that's what like we were saying like when you, you kind of like get to an age you kind of drop off from wrestling I think that becomes like it's like a teenage apathy thing. Where yeah. You're like, you know, what? I just don't care about the storyline, so it's no longer fun to like watch it anymore. Because that was like me going to WrestleMania. Like, I watched WrestleMania. Like, I don't know who any of these people are. Why is Booker T like on an announcing table? Yeah. He should be in the fucking ring. <laughs> you <laughs> still like, got it. Why yeah. is Ric Flair still around? <laughs> oh, it's like Ric like, still got it. Yeah. It's like, oh, Ric Flair's around. Oh, but that's his daughter. Like, what? <laughs> when did this? Fucking thing. It's like, why is Kurt Angle still flipping people? He yeah. looks injured. Oh, <laughs> There's just like so many levels of like, I feel like I'm just getting like flashbacks of like things I've seen in the past. And so much had changed. Like, no one was going to yeah. hit anyone with a chair. And I was like, I, it, it's uh, just that ability to tell that story yeah. that people fall into that yeah. little bit of. They dispel their belief. They don't They don't sit there and go, oh, this is blah, blah, this is yeah. whatever. They sit there and go, oh, I want to see it. Yeah. Like, Oh, what's he going to do next? That that little bit that I used to have when I used to watch it when I was younger, and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, this is happening. I wonder if so-and-so is going to come out. Oh my God, God. If there is somebody, Chris Jericho can always do it to me. He's always somebody that's been able to do it. Sitting there, and I'm like, watching last year, I'm 28 years old, and I wrestle, and I know these things, but I'm watching him, and I start like, oh, bastard, I want to see it now. (laughs) I'm like, how have you done it? How do you drag me in? Like, oh. He's just got his claws in. Yeah, and I'm like, he drags me in. And that's just sort of... Yeah. He He's the one, because he, he sort of shows me that... I, I like the storytelling sort of entertainment yeah. side of things, and he's he's so good. I mean, I, I'd see wrestling as like a, a creative art. The same as like doing anything creative, essentially. If you don't put a brain behind it, yeah, it's just slapping people around. So it's like pretty, pretty much. I mean, there is always a place for just big guys beating people up. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm down for that. I've watched yeah. some of it. It can be awesome. There is nothing wrong with two big dudes just being the hell out of each other. Yeah, well, that's essentially what like boxing UFC is. Yeah. People, people <laughs> want to see it, which yeah. is is fine. But the the brain work that goes behind, especially as an independent wrestler, yeah, where you have to sort of come up with your ideas yourself. And put your stuff together. Uh, you, you're a brand, essentially. Yeah. You are selling yourself to promotions, to other people, to say, hey, this is me. You should have me on your show mm-hmm. because X, yeah. Y, Z. Because there's God knows how many other wrestlers out there who are doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. And you sort of need to find that bit where you can go, hey, do this. Yeah. Do that. I can do this. I can do that. And, you know... When they give you an opportunity, you've got to take it. Yeah. Because if you don't, somebody else will. Because I find it's like, it's interesting in a way, like, because what you're saying, like, obviously, it, working out and stuff obviously helps you out of depression and, and bits and bobs like that. The idea of, like, it being a creative thing, is, and that's essentially what I use to drag myself out of depression. And I think it's, like, that combination. Like, because you could just work out all day. 
but still be massively depressed. Yeah, absolutely. And, like you see so much of that of like guys who just go to the gym and just like hate their lives and like then just do something else. So you need that. I think you need that combination of like the two in a way. Like I don't feel like you could ever be able to drag yourself out if you didn't have that expression aspect in a way. I don't, just, I don't know if you'd agree. Yeah, I know. I, absolutely. <laughs> I think if there's nothing to sort of drive you out of it. Yeah. I, there was, I, I think I spent like six months generally doing what you said, yeah. going to the gym. And it's always that sort of come out of a relationship. Like, ah, right, that's it. Yeah. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to regret it. Get ripped up and I'll yeah. show her and I'll do what I want. Yeah. You know, six months later, I was like, I'm still going to the fucking gym. Yeah. I've lost weight, but God, I fucking hate my life. Yeah. Like, why is nothing, <laughs> why is nothing changing? For the pure fact, I wasn't changing anything. Yeah. Like, I wasn't actually changing anything. I wasn't doing anything that I wanted to enjoy or anything I could get behind or anything that yeah. I had the, the words I'd use passion any passion for I had no passion really for anything yeah much I completely agree with that like, and I was sort of like yeah. oh if you're going through and you're doing stuff for the sake of it but there's no passion behind it it's, it's, there's nothingness yeah but now I go because my passion for wrestling is ridiculous that the reason I go to the gym is to help with that yeah and when I'm there and I'm working out, I'm like, oh my god, everything hurts, and I'm so tired. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, but where do you want to be? And I'm like, yep, yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. you got that purpose drive, which is like, that's the reason. That's why we're doing it. Yeah. So we're going to go out and do it. And you get your photo take off, taking it of pub, and you're like, yeah, worth it. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know whether you've talked to anybody about sort of the depression aspect yeah even like 60 something yeah whatever you put out yeah and depression and I mean I, I went on to Siren FM uh, a little while ago yeah uh, did a, an interview with Kai and he sort of touched on it uh, when we did an interview because he said uh, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying he's had a few issues with it and I said to him me too um, but I'll always openly talk about mine I, yeah. I don't think a lot of people always do no I would if, if my advice to anybody is do talk about it. It, it it's so common yeah it's a very easy thing to hide as well yeah absolutely and it's... if you do that's fine if that's yeah. what you want i like i said i tried it for like six seven months it just didn't help no. at all until i finally just sort of faced it and fessed up and just had i, I remember telling my mom and dad and i was just like look i, I think i'm depressed and it's a i think it's a difficult thing it was a difficult thing, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying it, but a difficult thing for my dad to hear. Yeah. Because I think my dad felt a little bit, like, res- responsible in a way. Yeah. But he couldn't sort of understand it. But I always got where he was coming from. And I'd say this to people, I had, the, I had a great upbringing. I had a great childhood. And my mum and dad's uh, are wonderful, wonderful people. I have a wonderful family, really supportive. And I always have, and I still have... So it's nothing that's ever happened, and they go, "Oh, he's got yeah. depression because he's come from a hard background." And they, I, I don't, I honestly, there's people in the world who would kill from from my upbringing yeah. that I've had, and it was great. It it just it happens to people, so many different people, but so many people are different people who have stuff where people go, "Oh my god, I killed to have your life. Yeah. Why are you depressed?" Yeah, like people then judge them on that. Yeah. I think that makes it in a way that makes it harder. Because oh. like I'm, I'm the same. Like I came from, I've had a great childhood. Nothing problem there. No, no problem with my parents. Nothing there. And you kind of get to that point, and people start blaming themselves. They're like, "I have a great life. You know, I've got a job. I live. I, I eat well. I've never had to be struggle or anything like that. So why am I sad?" And then they go, "So there's clearly I'm the problem. So I go, I, I'm, I'm fucked. Like." You know, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> like I've gone through all that, oh, and shit, I'm, I'm still broken. I'm still broken. <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know, instead of going, all right, I'm still broken. Maybe we can adjust that. Yeah. <laughs> like, but the, you see, with it, like famous people, yeah. sports people, everybody. When uh, I think a lot of people find it weird when, like, an actor or anybody like a musician or somebody comes out and says, "Oh, I've, you know, I've been struggling with depression, etc." So I'm like, "Oh my god!" But you're a multi-million selling artist. Yeah. How are you depressed? I'm like, how is how is how is that affect? <laughs> Just because they sell loads of records and they're a famous artist doesn't mean that they haven't got struggles and problems and issues like the same as everybody else. 
the it's, glitz and glamour is maybe fine, but what if they're sat at home alone eating food and they're just like, I'm fucking so lonely, like, etc. It's it's a. I don't think it's as much the taboo subject as it was. No. Um, I think that's mainly happened in the last couple of years. Though. But I think it needs to be, still needs more addressing that it's sort of, it's okay. Like, yeah. don't worry about it. Like I said, I told my mum and dad and my dad was sort of like, oh, you know, have I sort of failed you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dad, this is, this is not on you. Like, this is, this is this is my issue. I wanted to tell you to, because I need to tell somebody. And mm. you're my mum and dad and I love you. I need to tell you. I need to tell somebody. So I told them, and like, after a chat, they were like, okay, what are you going to do? Basically. Yeah. Like, okay, you've sat, for, you've, you've told us that it's been six months and you've heard up. Fuck you doing then? Like, yeah. what are you going to do? And I was like, do you know, right? Yeah. You're absolutely right. And I went uh, went to the doctors and spoke to them. Uh, and I got some tablets, um, which I will admit was a weird one. Yeah. Yeah, I think taking tablets. people say that. Taking tablets is all right. Yeah. And if anybody goes and does, that's that's cool, that's fine. I did. But after a while, I then got to the point where I was like, is this me getting better? Or is it just these tablets yeah. tricking me into thinking I'm getting better? And so I stayed on them for a, a while, probably a year, maybe a year and a half, something like that. And I said to my doctor, I was like, I, I, I don't want to be on these hmm. all the time. Yeah. I'd like to come off them. And he was sort of like, yeah, no, start, you know, less and less. Yeah. And then I, I did have the point where I'd have a bad day and I'd be like, oh, it's because I'm not taking my tablet. Yeah. My girlfriend's like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Basically. She's like, it's not. People have bad days. Yeah. You are just now blaming this on that. Yeah. Tomorrow you'll have a good day and you'll yeah. not have taken your tablet and you go, oh, now I'm fixed. She's like, you just need to get your head and, and, and focus on it. But it was because I, I spoke to people um, I had, uh, well, I say therapy, I, that didn't go well. Yeah. No, it was just, it was really bad. I, like, I, I know way. people People are just like, oh, you know, maybe you can go see a therapist. I went and she was just like, the questions, I don't know whether it's it's an issue with the NHS or what, but I went and I remember, she was like, oh, do you think about killing yourself? No. Right. Fuck, well, I want to kill myself. Not, not in a horrible way. No. Yeah. Oh, uh, do you, you self harm? I was like, no. Yeah. No, I've get fucked up when I stub my toe. Like, fuck doing that. No, I'm fine. Do you ever have any evil thoughts against other people? I'm like, well, most people have yeah. kind of pissed me Everyone off. Occasionally. <laughs> like, occasionally, I want to punch <laughs> yeah. somebody who's an arsehole in the in the face, but not like over anything else. And she's just, she just asked me a lot of questions that went really sort of deep, really quick, and I was yeah. like. I'm just because I've told you or I've been diagnosed with uh, or I've, I've said to you I've got depression yeah doesn't make me some suicidal lunatic that's going to go and kill himself or kill somebody else yeah I'm not going to grab a machine gun and go shoot up a fucking school yeah. because I'm depressed I'm not I'm not going to go and throw myself off a, a, a roof the level that is there is, is so varied yeah I understand that there may be people that are like that and you know well, just jump. She just jumped straight in there. That was that was it. And I yeah. was like, in my mind, I was like, this isn't for me. Like, I need, I need a friend and a beer in a pub. I yeah. think, and uh, I sit in a film with my girlfriend or something. I need somebody to just be there. Yeah, have more of a realistic yeah chat I with, think... and and so um, I didn't really bother with it. I saw one more, and I was like, I don't know. Look, I don't think this is for me. Yeah, that's cool. And I had a few beers with a few friends, and they were like, "How are you?" I'm like, "Yeah, not too bad. I have a couple of you know up yeah. days, some down days, sort of coming off my tablets." And they're like, "Ah, that's good then, I suppose." You see football at the weekend, and I was like, "Yeah, did you see Sensor?" And then I realised yeah. that two minutes later, my mind had completely gone off it, and I'd lost myself yeah. in just conversation and doing that. And I was like, "Ah, oh, you know, I." I don't really. I didn't feel like I needed therapy for just questions about what, whether yeah. it was harming or doing whatever. <clears throat> All I needed was just somebody to talk to, yeah. to maybe just take my mind off things a little bit, and then go, you know, you know, look, we're we're out, we're having a beer. Everything's gonna be all right. Like I know that you're not 
finding, and then they talk to me, you know, how's work, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. Oh, well, why don't you go try this? You mm-hmm. could do this. You can do whatever you want to do, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can. Yeah. Like, I could change this tomorrow if I wanted to. And then I sort of started, the cog started to turn, and I started to go, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, and I started, like I said, going to the gym a little bit more. But I felt like I had more of a purpose. I was like, I want to get yeah. a little bit fitter. Once I get a little bit fitter, I can then maybe, like, do something. What do I want to do? Oh, maybe try boxing, you'll see. Got into wrestling. Yeah. Started wrestling. I'm like, yeah, 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 I could do this. Uh, and then I got I got a new job. I was like, I don't really like my job. Not what I had. I got a new job. And literally, like, a couple of months later, I had a new job. And I was yeah. like, fucking hell, I got a new job. I don't like this job. I like my job. I was yeah. like, cool. This is good. Like, I want a cat. Yeah. I want a cat. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> like, I'm just... I'm just doing yeah. stuff now. I'm 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 not bothered about how old I am or anything. I'm just doing stuff that I want to do, yeah. and I'm enjoying it. And it's helped me a, a mass amount. I think with like depression is one of those one of the things of like, as you say, it does have different tiers, and like mm. I, especially with like the whole counselor thing. It's like as much as I encourage anyone who is struggling with depression to go talk to someone, especially because like those kind of questions. Whilst don't help everyone. I just left you the dregs of the coffee. <laughs> it's like it's one of those things of like being asked that question sometimes really like helps people just go, oh shit, yeah, I did think about killing myself, mm. you know. And it's it's that kind of thing. And that in a way, that's the problem with the the NHS of like they are a catch all for trying to stop the worst happening. Yeah. So for people who have like kind of like a, just an average level of, of depression if there's going to be levels of depression so I think don't get helped by it because yeah as we said you just need someone to talk to you just need someone to, to listen and go yeah alright how are you doing today you know, take your mind off for 20 minutes and then but yeah like you say it's like you just start to spitball once you've done that and things just start to go in a little bit better yeah you kind of like roll out a little, little depression like I said there, there are people obviously that are yeah. at that sort of level you know and it counselling or whatever could help them but it was the same with anger I had a, I had a few issues with anger I probably still do to be fair um, but that's sort of like the NHS seemed to I love the NHS it's great I mean yeah. free healthcare etc I'm, I'm all for it I don't think that people get paid enough no. uh, for what they do but again she when I had therapy she did ask me a few bits about questions about anger she's like do you ever get angry and I'm like yeah and she's like oh like, well, <laughs> it's like that's like saying do you ever get hungry yeah, yeah. Ooh, I'm mm. not sure about that mm. like well, yeah I eat people like, piss me off I get angry like, I, I'm I, it's human a, it's a natural human reaction yeah. Yeah. But straight away do you ever get angry yeah oh. do you ever think about violently harming people I'm like fucking hell we've jumped a big level here yeah. from from anger to uh, like from, physically like me, open, me yeah. holding the door for somebody and then not saying anything and walking through and me going oh what a twat yeah. and then carrying on my day to me then holding the door for somebody they walk through and don't say thank you so I strangle them with a plastic bag I was like you've gone the level that you've jumped at is insane here yeah. why the escalation yeah it seems deep. like yeah. they hit such a like you said a, a catch all where they come in and go this person's got depression let's make sure they're not trying to kill themselves or anybody else yeah and I'm like that's not what at all what everybody needs no that's not what the majority of people are. They just want to talk to somebody. A lot of people just want to talk. And if yeah. they come in and they want to talk to you know, a therapist and you go, I don't know who you are. Like, I'm not being you know, horrible. Thank you for trying to help. But I, you're a therapist. I've never met you before in my life. And you want to tell me, you want me to tell you intimate details, etc. And the first sort of stuff you come out with is, are you thinking about killing yourself? Do you, do you, yeah. do you want to hurt people? I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <sighs> Especially when you are in that situation as well, and you like, because at least when I've had depression, I find an absolute disconnect with everybody, like completely, even like the world yeah. around me. And then you, you go to see someone, and it's like, cool. I don't know you. Um, I don't want to talk to my friends. I don't really yeah. want to talk to you. It's like, it's like I'm not comfortable talking to friends and family right now, and I'm gonna have to tell you everything. Like you said, it was yeah. sort of a, a spitball for me talking to her and yeah. just being like, this isn't for me. Yeah. And I was like, if this isn't for me, I still want to talk to someone. I can't talk to her. I should probably just talk to my friends. Yeah. Like, this makes much more logical sense. So I did. And I was like, this is better because this person isn't asking me if I'm killing people. <laughs> like. Yeah. I think if if you can, 
it's it's about finding the like the right avenue for it in a way. It's like if you if you go to see a doctor and pills don't help you or you don't find you comfortable on them because that's the main thing I've heard from people is like the the unexpected side effects of like God. taking it is ridiculous. So it's like oh you go to counselling and you don't find that so it's like just talk to your family. I, I, I agree. Like you, depression's got to be more of an open subject. Yeah, you need absolutely. to be able to talk to your family. You need to be able to talk to your friends. I think as well. It's easier for I. I always I always thought it was easier for me to say, yeah, and maybe even a little bit easier for me to to work through because I had such a supportive group around me, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't. No, and that's you know that that is an issue, obviously. And like I said, if you need to go to the doctors or talk to the therapist, that's cool. But if that's not going to work, yeah, you, it's a it's such a difficult thing, but. It's like I said, a taboo subject that needs to be talked about. If somebody is struggling and they just come out and say, Do you know what? I'm depressed and I need a little help and maybe I'm thingy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's rather than just keeping it in and not, not really telling everyone to go, oh. Yeah. It's about opening that conversation. I think that's a nice nice point to round out in. Is that if you, know, if you are depressed, to at least open it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think hiding it doesn't help and I think you'll realise once that you've got it out there and sort of just even said it and gone hey guys look I've got depression Yeah, I'm depressed you'd be surprised how many people turn around and go yeah I've been there or yeah "Yeah, me too sort of and you go oh how did how did you get on with it how are you getting on with it and then they can tell you their experiences and then people can tell you yours me and you have just sat and had a conversation. I, I, I didn't know you did yeah. have an issue with it, and you didn't know I did have an issue. And we've just sat and had a full conversation about it. And that can happen. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are sat there going, oh, like, they're worried to talk about it. Yeah, because they're afraid that they come back from when they do talk about it. Yeah, but I don't think it. they realise how many people it affects. Yeah. And if they talk about it, the people that it affect will help them with it. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's a good point to end up. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show, Brian. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. You know, continue to do your high-flying acrobatics. <laughs> <laughs> I will do. I'm sure you can uh, keep an eye on it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm in, I'm fully intending to come to a show. My main problem is working nights, and you, you do your things at night. I do, apparently, <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things of like, I want to come. Yeah, I can't really come. Yeah. Uh, but no, I will, I will make out to a show. And I recommend everyone come see your show. Yeah, come and, and hire you. And, you know, to injure yourself in a ring. <laughs> yeah, come see, come see me. Yeah, you can come, and even you know, let's pull the two together. If you're if you're feeling a little bit down and and whatever, come and see me, and they'll go, hey, hey, Brett, I, you know, yeah. I listen to you, and I should want to say, you know, I've, I've, I've had depression, etc. Thanks for talking. And I go, I jump around in pants and oil nowadays, mate. Like. It's you stri- could be here in two it's, years. Yeah, it's strange how time changes things. Yeah. Don't worry about it, it'll be alright. That's a fantastic line to end I'm just going to call it there. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a soundbite, that's a good sound. <laughs>